Good evening, good evening, married people. Thank you so much for joining Team Davis this evening. I'm Sean. This is my lovely I'm wife. Asia. Yes, we are so happy that you have decided to join us this year for Love Notes 3.0. 3.0. Tonight Thank it you. is your best night in. So we are excited to celebrate Love Notes 3.0 virtual edition. And brothers, I'm sorry, babe, no, but I just I just have to say, listen, if you're anything like me, I know tonight is a special night for a couple of reasons. Yes, we're here for love notes. We want to celebrate love. We want to celebrate marriage. But also, it's a little rivalry going on this evening here yeah. in the Carolinas. Yeah, yeah. Duke of Carolina, we have not forgotten about you. I understand that they are at halftime, and my Tar Heels are up 41 to 39 right now. Okay, well, sounds good. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Okay. Um, and so uh, we'll give you a little grace, husbands, um, if you're if you're catching that score. But I want to make sure that you also catch what we have tonight. Boy, we have something in store yes. for you. So it's a little different this year. I realize we're not in our uh, wonderful ray of hope on the St. Paul campus, um, but instead this year you may be on your sofa or, you know, in your home office or wherever it is, and um, you're a little bit more casual this year, but we are going to have a great time. Yes, yes. Please make sure that you are on the couch snuggling up with your with your boo, whatever the case may be, and that you're going to enjoy. We have a lineup of powerful impactful speakers tonight that we can't that we are just looking forward to getting into so we're going to jump right into this thing and next up we're going to bring up team lee to set the move and show you what we got going on tonight hey team lee hey team hey how's everybody doing out there tonight <laughs> so this is um, this is team lee i am quincy lee and this is my beautiful christy. wife christy and uh welcome again to love notes Volume three. Uh, and so with Love Notes this year, what we wanted to do is do a little bit something different. Um, we offer for those that uh, that registered an opportunity to pick up a Love Notes gift box with a few things in it that just set the mood for today. Um, and, and, and what I'm going to do is pass it over to Christy. She's going to walk through some of the things that are in the box, and then we'll talk about how we can utilize those things as we go through our Love Notes uh, 3.0. So... Um, as Quincy said, we were able to give Love Notes box to the individuals that the couples that registered. So um, in the instructions had very specific things that said that there is a section one. And the section one really is about spending quality time with your spouse. And this is that quality time. So we were able to provide hot cocoa, some chocolates some popcorn so you can sit back and relax and really enjoy all of the great information that's going to be presented to you today. And then after the event, what we want you to do is celebrate the fact that you actually spent that quality time together. And what we provided was your ability to toast to your investment in your marriage. So we have sparkling apple cider, apple cider, apple cider, <laughs> candles, and then we also have lotion or massage oil. So what we want everyone to do is toast to your investment. That is your spending quality time together. And then offer to give each other back rubs. Again, when we think about love languages and all of the different things, this gives us the ability to 
represent physical touch and and really show acts of service to our partners. So it's really, really part of the entire experience. So we thank everyone for coming to get their boxes today, and I hope you enjoy them. Hey, we're going to pass it over. To, see, I'm trying to touch and rub now, right, <laughs> before we start. Um, we're going to pass it over to Dr. Scott and First Lady Pierre uh, to kind of kick us off with just a, a few words of uh, just kind of welcome for everybody. Hey there. Uh, first of all, let me say uh, great job again by Team Lee and Team Davis for putting together this uh, wonderful evening of Love Notes 3.0. Uh, we are excited uh, to be a part of this. Um, Brother Shantez, you and I, we have to have some words. Uh, Duke uh, fan, yeah, Duke fan. You know, <laughs> um, Duke is really struggling, but uh, you don't have to be boasting about North Carolina. There's another half to be played. So, um, you know, uh, just want to let you know that, Brother Shantez. Anyway, we are certainly delighted to have uh, these wonderful presenters that's going to be sharing with us tonight and looking forward to them growing. Now, we didn't get one of those uh, love note boxes. What's up with that? Hey, Pastor, we actually had them at the church today. I don't uh, go to church. Uh, yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> So, so we'll make sure you get one because trust me, those boxes can be used at any time. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I, listen, I thought y'all, y'all, I listen, you know, you know, I don't go to church. <laughs> He's starting already. So it, it, uh, anything you want to say before we get started? Yeah, just welcome to everyone. I'm so glad that you have uh, joined us and we are just happy to um be able to have even a, a virtual Love Notes 3.0 we're looking forward to tonight. So let's get to it. Let's get started. Awesome. Awesome. Well, here we are again. We are here to just give you a brief introduction of our guest speakers. And then we're going to get right into some spoken word after that. Right. Uh, See, we we're, just, we're already here. Oh, yeah. We have our Apple Cider team lead. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so um, much. So we're going to hop right into this. Um, after our special entertainment tonight, the first uh, person that you're going to hear from is Patrice Bush yes. from, where is she, where is she from? It at? takes two marriage coaching. There right, she goes. Yes, right out of Charlotte, North Carolina, right here um, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome, uh, Miss Patrice Bush. Again, it takes two marriage coaching. And then, um, I do want to say, um, some there were some lucky couples out there that came by St. Oh, Paul today. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. and they actually received a copy a free copy of her book, her yes, latest okay. book. So some of you were able to receive a copy of that book. Special thanks to uh, Miss Patrice Bush, and she'll probably tell you a little bit more yes, about if you didn't yes. get a copy, how you can get a copy. But we want to let you know that we are are, are grateful for you con uh, donating those books to St. Paul Couples. So absolutely, thank you so much, and you'll hear from her soon. Who else do we have? We have Reverend um, and Mrs. Walter Bowers, Jr., over there at Steel Creek campus. Thank you guys so yes, much. That, that's Ebenezer, Ebenezer Baptist Church, Church, Steel Creek yes. campus. Yes, that is Pastor Walt, uh, yes. as some call him, and, and First Lady Tiffany. So we are so grateful to have you guys here, um, and we'll get to hear from them soon. Absolutely. I'm so excited about that. Now, um, now the fellas, you're going to be excited about this last guest. Um, oh, okay. You want to tell them who the last guest is? Oh, you can tell them. All right, well, this is um, Brother Todd Malloy. Um, Tell him, babe, where, where is he from? He's from Inner Peace Counseling. Um, again, right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Look at us, local. Uh, local, look at us. yeah. Yes, and so Mr. Todd Malloy, again, Inner Peace Counseling. Did you want to say he's a licensed marriage and family therapist? 
um, there was someone who told me, they hit me up and said, you're having Mr. Todd Malone. He is he's the, the truth. truth. <laughs> That's what they said. That's they what said they he's said. the truth. Yes. Um, and, so, and so I am looking forward to hearing that. You said that the husbands need to hold on for this. Yeah, one. hold on for that one. On for one. You, you want to hear what he has to say, okay? Uh, okay. Well, uh, somebody I, said, why only the fella? I know, right? So um, I, I believe he's going to be for all. But he must, be for he all. must have something special, he has some special to say, I'm okay, sure. For yeah. the husband. Okay, gotcha. All right, so again, wonderful lineup. You are not going to want to miss this, guys. You're not going to want to click off. I understand uh -uh. you said there may be a game on or whatever, but you're not going to want to click off this. You want to keep it going. You want to hear all of the speakers. Is there something you yes, to and we uh, want to encourage you to like, give us some hearts, share this stream to your timelines so other people can see it. Um, you're going. This is going to be a fun evening, guys. Y'all know how we roll. Evening. And, and that being said, too, also, I'm mean, having some conversation yes. um, in the chat, right? Mm -hmm. Like in, in the space that you're in, engage with the speakers. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you're thinking, right? This is a relaxed and fun exactly. atmosphere. You'll hear, uh, you'll see Pastor and First Lady interacting. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're having a great time tonight. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you're thinking. Give us some feedback. <clears throat> Excuse me. And let's just have a great time. Absolutely. So without further ado, up next, who you're going to hear from is our entertainment tonight. Our very own. This brother here brings the funk every time he's, he does a poem. I'm so excited. He has his lovely wife with yes, him tonight. That's my girl. Yes, and they're going to do a poem. Listen, Reverend D'Angelo Dia and his lovely wife, Mrs. Emily Dia. Thank yes. you, guys. Hi, Team Dia. Hi. We're glad to be here with y'all. Um, I'm going to read a poem, actually. One of our rituals is to read a poem before we go to bed each night to each other. And this is Love Poems by Nikki Giovanni, The Inimitable. If you don't know her work, you should read it. And this is called A Poem of Friendship. We are not lovers because of the love we make, but the love we have. We are not friends because of the laughs we spend, but the tears we save. I don't want to be near you for the thoughts we share, but the words we never have to speak. I will never miss you because of what we do, but what we are together. And I'm going to recite an original poem um, titled Ask and Answer. <clears throat> Love Jones, Queen and Slim, Brown Sugar, Jason's Lyric, Coming to America, Trading Places, Do the Right Thing, Love and Basketball, Brown Sugar, Poetic Justice, Purple Rain, Marvin Gaye, Luther Vandross, Sunshine Anderson, Frank Ocean, Sam Cooke, Lauren Hill, Brandy, She Makes Me Whole. She knocks at the door, and before I open, I can feel her presence. She brings me comfort. Her presence compels me to smile in the face of adversity. She refuses to allow me to pity myself, live life less than. When society did its best to socialize, program, oppress, and hinder me, through her, God made it possible for me to be me. She makes me whole. She expands the capacity of my tenacity. She is the righteousness of the creator, divinity, and the flesh. She makes me whole like water for chocolate. Every great action flick has the dramatic explosive countdown sequence. You have the consequential decision, the red or the blue wire. Sweat drips down your face, hands unconsciously shake. Every internal organ sings to you as if this is the moment. If George Jefferson did it, you can. If Uncle Phil did it, you can. There have been countless scenarios, harbingers of the anointing breathe. 20 seconds remain. Does anyone object? You understand the enormity of this moment. Knees buckle, breathe. 10 seconds remain. To have and to hold, breathe. Five seconds remain. I do. I was sitting there laughing, thinking on a complex situation when the statement kept popping in my head that a brother glided across the airways to me. He said, do you have a sensitive side? 
Eyes roll searching for the voicer and receiver. Could you believe this? A brother had the nerves to respond back and say, well, yes, I do. Now, this could really lead to the wrong situation. But then again, how could they not feel me when I started to spill reality of love sporadically, radically bubbling up inside of me? I said, brothers, you must fail to realize Nzinga carried a tribe. She sat on the backs of brothers as thrones. And I'm supposed to act uninspired because y'all got macho complexes and be lying to yourselves about how tough you are. I wish I would have told our folks like Harriet to follow the North Star, but I was too busy chasing after the next skirt. But now I read Nikki asking me to kill the Negro in that side of me. And because y'all got complex, I'm not supposed to envy these sisters' strength. I trade anything to sip hot cappuccinos with Sonia and listen to her while she spit cool haikus. I love to be at a woman of worth tea party where the sisters do a battle over Tanakas over sweet taffies laughing at how ego tripping brothers are boring. And on the wall are pictures of Audrey Lloyd and Gwendolyn Brooks. Madam C.J. Walker, Sister Betty Shabazz, holding the hands of brothers who ain't supposed to be in prison. They should have listened when Mama told them so. And while I'm not knocking iceberg slim books, why not try some Angela Davis or Bell Hooks? Feminist but realist, idealist, and they're not afraid of what any man has to say. But we too complex to stand with our woman and hold her hand in the mall or write sweet love poems. Because if you read about Asada, that love and struggle was too persuading. So take a vacation to Cuba, perhaps and let her convert you to communism or communalism, or perhaps then you'll be committed to life, free from strife, and understand the healing power of love and stop wondering why I like Maya and Tony. Take a break from feeling, take a break and feel something soothing and refreshing, gentle and spiritually caressing, mild and uplifting, women's whispering, saying, that's manly of you. I appreciate you standing with me, not leaving me alone, appreciating my mind, loving my soul, I love you. I love you 3,000. Because I'm no less a man and being sensitive runs hand in hand with understanding. And I understand the struggle of mothers struggling to go see those brothers every weekend. Y'all need to think about who's down, strong and resilient, raising her children's children. Mm -hmm. And you think I'm ashamed to say that I got that in me. I wanted to instill, fulfill and nourish me. Now, nobody wants to talk about love because they're talking about I tried to make them feel bad. And I'm not saying they don't appreciate my words. Nah, I'm just saying that if you take the time to articulate a question, be prepared for the answer and understand that God didn't take Adam's rib for nothing. It was a blessing. Thank you. This is Andrew Woods. Hello everyone. Um, this is Team Woods. Um, I'm Reggie. This is my wife, Wanda of 28 years. Um, may will be 30. Uh, we have two uh, two boys, well, two young men now, uh, 126, 122. Uh, actually, my oldest son is in law school. Uh, we talk every day, and my youngest son is still here uh, being just who he is. But anyway, um, I really enjoy this ministry. Um, I have learned a lot from being, being in this ministry. Actually, me and my wife um, started the ministry at St. Paul, and one thing I really learned uh, is that you have to communicate. Communication is the key uh, in a marriage because marriage is very tough. Right. Sure. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. Y'all hear that? So marriage is tough. Work. Yes, it's work. But uh, I just wanted to give you just a little brief uh, synopsis of me and my wife, Wanda. And Wanda, you take it so over. At this time, it is our pleasure to introduce to you all our first guest for tonight, Mrs. Patrice Webb Bush. 
She is an author, a business owner, and executive trainer. She is the founder and CEO of It Takes Two Marriage Coaching, strengthening the family through premarital and marriage marital counseling, marriage retreats and workshops, support groups, and keynote speaking. With dual certification in counseling and social work, Mrs. Bush speaks from both academic and personal experience. She is the author of Celebrate Love Couples Journal, 120 Activities to Make Connecting Fun, Repairing Your Christian Marriage, Faith-Based Strategies to Rebuild Your Relationship, and several other publications. Mrs. Bush has appeared on television, radio shows, keynoted major events, and hosted over relationship events worldwide. Mrs. Bush is a wife, the mother of three amazing girls, and resides right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. So without further ado, please put your hands together and welcome Mrs. Patrice Bush. Thank you for that awesome welcome. I appreciate that. I, I want to start off by uh, thanking the pastor and first lady of St. Paul Church, as well as your leadership and your marriage ministry for inviting me here today um, to speak to your congregation and uh, all of those who are tuned in. Um, I asked when I when I was uh, asked to speak on this um, panel or this conference, and my first question was, you know, what's the topic? And so I was told that I can choose whatever I want to talk about, y'all. And that's kind of rare. Usually they give you like a guideline of what, what they're looking for. But I was excited about this opportunity uh, to speak about whatever I wanted to. Um, so I, I put just kind of was thinking about it in my office, like, what do I, what can I offer these couples? I know there are a combination of some of you all who may be engaged. Um, and then of course, couples that are newlyweds. And then of course, couples that have been married, maybe 20, 20, 30, 40 years. So I thought the one thing that we all have in common, no matter what stage you are in relationship, is conflict. <laughs> it is the one thing that we all have in common. And what I know about conflict is that sometimes in marriages and even in the dating uh, portions before we get to the marriage, we sometimes avoid conflict because we think that conflict is bad. Um, and so I just want to say this and then I'm going to teach you some quick steps on conflict resolution. So what I know of after doing uh, this work, I'm a, a therapist here in the area servicing couples every day through premarital and marital counseling. And one of the most common things that I hear people say is that we don't argue a lot. So we have a good relationship or we argue so much we must have a bad relationship. Right. And so what I always tell my couples is you don't really want to be on either extreme because uh, the um, the quality of your relationship is not determined by the amount of conflicts that you have, but it's determined by the way you get through the conflicts that you have. You're two people meshing life together, trying to do this thing. Of course, there's going to be times and moments where you don't always see eye to eye. So conflict is normal. What I want to ensure is that you know how to get through the conflict. So really quickly, I'm going to go over 10 and I said 10 and I got 10 minutes. So it's going to be really fast. 10 quick steps to resolve your next conflict. Or maybe it's the conflict that you have right now that you just ain't speaking on. Um, really quickly, I also want to mention this. I am accustomed to doing things live. Um, this whole pandemic has been like tough on the sister to adjust to the virtual piece. And so um, I love walking around and moving around. So I want you to do this while you're on your couch or in your bedroom or wherever you are watching this when you hear something that applies to you i want you to say that's me 
You'll hear me own my stuff too throughout my little time with you. Um, but I want you to own it. And when you feel like you need to own something, that's the opportunity for you to turn on those listening ears and take those notes and make sure you get this strategy. Okay. So 10 quick steps. Here we go. First step, make sure that you have a time and place for the discussion to resolve the conflict. How many times have the two of you all fallen out at a baseball game or fallen out when you were out to dinner with a group of friends or maybe you were at church or maybe you're at your parents' house or another family member's house? You have some kind of conflict. Is that the opportunity or the space for you to try to resolve it? No, I always encourage my couples create a time and space and say, this is the time that we're going to come back and rehash that conversation that we had earlier. Yeah, that one where you got on my nerves and you said something I didn't like this morning over breakfast when the kids are present. I want to make sure that we talk about that tonight and we resolve that before we go to sleep. Right. So that's step number one. Step number two, define the problem and be specific. Here's what I mean by this. How many times have the two of you been uh, maybe having a conversation over who was going to wash the dishes? And by the end of the conversation, it turns into who doesn't feel appreciated or feels too appreciated within the relationship. That's me. I'm notorious for that. <laughs> I own my stuff, right? And so defining the problem, make sure that the two of you are, are talking about the same thing. Oftentimes when I see couples that start on one conflict and by the end of the conversation, they're arguing about something completely different. That's because they never resolved the last conflict that they had. So they ended that last conflict on a level five or a six, and then they start into this new conflict. They don't come to the table at a one because they're still at the five or six they were at from the last conflict, right? So define your problem, be specific, know exactly what you're addressing and what you're trying to solve. Here's step number three. Be accountable. Say out loud what it is that you need to, uh, the, the way that you have contributed to the conflict. I know for me, I'm saying that to me again. I'm notorious for saying, oh, no, no. I know exactly what happened here. See, if you hadn't did this and if you hadn't did that. And remember three weeks ago when you did this? That's me. <laughs> I, I am really good at pointing out other people's flaws, but I'm not always the best and I'm getting better <laughs> over time. I'm not always the best at being accountable to my own flaws. So we got to make sure that step number three, you are owning. Here's how I contributed to this problem. Here's what I did or here's what I think I did that led this to uh, become what it is that led us to this argument or this fight. Step number four, create the atmosphere for you to resolve the conflict. This is super important. So I'm just going to give you some quick little tidbits in here. So make sure that you meet each other in the same physical space. So if I want to address my husband about something that he did this morning over breakfast that made me upset and I walk into the living room and he's sitting on the couch, I don't want to stand above him and try to address him about this conflict. I want to sit on the couch and meet him where he is. If he's laying in the bed and I walk in the room, I don't want to stand in front of him. I don't even want to sit on the bed beside him. I'm going to lay in the bed beside him. So having that same physical level is important because it decreases the opportunity for one to think they have to become defensive, defensive because they're being attacked. Second little thing I want to add here, use physical touch. And this is all about creating the atmosphere, right? Use physical touch. So if you know you're having a conversation that may be difficult, that may be touchy, maybe you tried to have this conversation last year and it turned into something crazy, right? Then you might need to make sure that when you're talking with your partner, you put your hand on their knee. 
Maybe you put their your hand on their back as you're addressing them. Because we know that touching, physical touch, body to body, helps ease blood pressure, helps to calm us down, it helps to soothe us when we're addressing very, very difficult topics. Use terms of endearment. Let me tell you what I do. Let me tell you the that's me moment, right? When I met my husband, the very first thing I do is I say, dude, he don't get no name. <laughs> he don't get honey. He don't get sugar foot. He don't get love. No terms of endearment when I'm in. He's dude, right? So we don't want to do that. We want to use terms of endearment when we are addressing our partner, when we're trying to resolve a conflict. So make sure you're saying things like honey, baby, whatever y'all call each other, pumpkins, sweet cakes, whatever it is, use those terms when you're having these difficult conversations because again, they help to calm each other down. They help us to realize that although we're talking about something difficult or challenging, I'm still doing it with the person that I love, right? And so that's going to help me to make sure I'm addressing this or I'm approaching it from the right angle. Um, last thing I want to say in this setting the atmosphere piece is that you want to make sure that you are not hitting below the belt. So these are all things that you'll come up with before this argument, before this conflict resolution begins. So you know the areas that your spouse is sensitive. You know the terms that bother them. You know if you get to clapping your hands, that's me. Anybody else? When I get to clapping my hands, my husband already know I'm, I'm too upset probably to try to resolve conflict. And he'd be like, Patrice, calm it down. Let's try it again. I'm going to give you five <laughs> or maybe I choose to take that five because I know that I'm not in the best place. Right. We always want to make sure that we are meeting each other on equal playing field and we're not doing things that we already know in advance is going to irritate our spouse if we're trying to resolve a conflict. All right. So moving on now, what I want you all to do now that you set that atmosphere. Now, what you want to do is to brainstorm solutions. Think about what can we do to resolve this particular conflict that we have? Don't judge either, each other. Don't criticize the solutions that you come up with. Be open to all things. Um, what may work this time? Do we need to make sure that when we talk about money that we're sitting down over dinner because we know that eating food can calm us down and make us, you know, maybe we're not as hype or we're not as worked up if we're eating while we're talking about money, right? Does it mean that when we are addressing our kids that maybe we have a conversation behind closed doors first? before we come out of the room and have that conversation with the kids about what the rules are and the guidelines are so that our kids always see us as a united front. So you want to brainstorm these options. Then once you get your list of things that you're brainstorming, then you're going to agree on, agree on one or two things that you are going to work on. So one or two of those strategies. So if you got a list of 10 brainstorming strategies, you don't want to work on all 10 to resolve the conflict. That's too much at one time. Choose one or two that you're going to agree to work on. Next, you want to make sure, and this is um, just if you're keeping track of the steps here, this is step number seven. You want to make sure that you are um, that you individually agree on what it looks like to address that particular solution. So if we're if it's a matter of us having a conversation behind closed doors before we go back out in front of the kids, then I need to know exactly what that looks like for me. My husband needs to know what that looks like for him. Next step, you want to create checkpoints. You want to make sure that you follow back up with each other. I always recommend weekly and make sure that the solution that you came up with is working for the conflict. Again, this is all about conflict resolution. Next thing I want you to know, and this is super important, and that is 
praise each other for your accomplishments that you're doing. So when you're trying these different strategies, if you notice your partner working on them, if you notice your partner changing, even if it's small increments or baby steps, you want to make sure that you acknowledge that. I don't know about y'all, but I don't go to work every day without knowing that I'm not going to get a paycheck. We know different in marriage, right? You want to make sure that the effort that you're putting in with your spouse is going to be acknowledged. So tell your spouse, hey, babe, I want to thank you for uh, cooking that meal today. That was super good. Or, hey, baby, I want to thank you that you take this trash out every single day and I know I don't have to worry about it. So acknowledge that. And then put the 10-step process on repeat. That's my really quick 10 steps for conflict resolution. I hope that you all will always choose to fight with the right tools and strategies instead of avoiding conflict or instead of sweeping them out of the rug, because guess what? They never really go away. They're always still there. Even when we think they're under the rug, they're still present. Uh, Thank you all for your time tonight. You all happy conflict resolution fighting, and I'll talk to you soon. Wow, that was great. Thank you, Patrice, for um, those 10 tidbits of conflict resolution. If you missed some of them, uh, a couple of them um, just want to just throw out there is make sure that you define the problem and uh, be accountable for your actions. And also, um, don't hit below the belt. You know, sometimes we have a tendency to take things a little bit too far. So sometimes it's able, it's good to, you know, just pull back and be retrospective uh, about the whole thing and just, you know, pull back and get ready to, and don't hit below the belt. All right. Well, hello, everyone. My name <laughs> My name is Brianna, and this is Marco, and we are Team McNeil. Um, We have been together for 12 years, married 10 years in July, so milestone anniversary coming up. Um, We are together, have three wonderful, vivacious, passionate, talkative, engaging um, children, um, Mari, Deuce, and um, our Nova Bean, our youngest, so um, we are so happy to be here tonight um, for this Love Notes uh, 3 edition. Uh, just by the way, we're originally from Cleveland, Ohio. So we are Browns fans, Ohio State fans. You can't be from Ohio and not be an Ohio State right. fan or Browns fan. That's so right. just want to put that out there. So thanks for being here tonight. <laughs> I want to get ready to introduce our next guest. Um, they are Team Bowers, the Bowers family. Um, uh, I want to introduce first. Uh, Lady Bowers, Mrs. Tiffany Bowers. She is a native of Fayetteville, North Carolina, and a graduate of North Carolina A&T. North Carolina is A&T State University. Anyways, go Aggies. We got a bunch of Aggies. I know a whole bunch of y'all are out there uh, watching us, so go Aggies. And the man that has the privilege of being her husband is one of my dear friends, uh, a colleague in ministry, Reverend Walter Bowers, Jr., um, he knows when I call, you know, I just I, I need some good advice and I definitely may need some legal advice um, because he is uh, a graduate of Charlotte School of Law. Uh, he is also an undergraduate uh, grad of Miles College, hailing from Bessemer, Alabama. Uh, he is also the campus pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church, Steel Creek location. And um, they are the parents of triplets, Jonah, Jacob and Joshua. And uh, Pastor Bowers, I see you there, Pastor Walt. Um, it's time that we add a little bit of red into this because, you know, I heard a lot of Duke Carolina talk earlier, and I know that you are an Alabama fan. And I, I, I am a fan of the number seven ranked basketball team in the country, the Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> so this is up to you, man. Go ahead. Take it away. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hope y'all are doing well. Listen, 
I was born and raised in SEC country, meaning that uh, in November, when uh, Alabama Crimson Tide uh, destroys the Auburn uh, War Eagles, uh, certainly all attention is there. So when I moved to ACC country and uh, it started to get into this basketball thing, hey, I really I want to give a special shout out to all of the sisters and brothers who are uh, who are with us uh, uh, tonight. Look, the score is going across the bottom. You know, I don't want to cause no problems. I don't want to tune out. But what I've been told is that the struggle has been real for both of y'all teams this year anyway. So we're praying, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, that y'all have something to cheer for. OK, anyway, we're moving on. Uh, listen, so uh, certainly glad to be here. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to share was our one thing. And my wife and I, we certainly had some good conversation about um, our one thing. Uh, so let me tell you a quick story before I tell you what the one thing uh, that we'd like to share with you. I certainly um, was reflecting on a situation, had opportunity to uh, minister to a couple, uh, and the issue was uh, uh, simple yet profounding and complex all at the same time. She said that my last child graduated from high school. I have no idea, no idea what my husband and I are going to do next. And I said, what do you mean? She said, all these years we've been focused on raising kids. We've been focused on career. And now this guy that's laying next to me, I don't even really know who he is. And I thought about that. And I was like, man, how how easy uh, is uh, how easy would it have been for, for me to be in that situation in the future or or how easy for that for that to happen to any of us? You know, I think sometimes we think about. Uh, major issues as it relates to why our relationships fail. Uh, but in that particular case, um, the challenge was the fact uh, that as seasons change, uh, they weren't um, being in tune uh, with one another. So uh, without any further ado, the one thing uh, that uh, we just wanted to share with you uh, is really just to remind you um, to adjust uh, to the season uh, that your spouse is in. If we could share one thing with you, it'd be, be to tell you to learn to adjust to the season uh, that your spouse is in. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about that. If I had to look at our life to make this analogy make sense, I'd have to look at our life in, in seasons, right? My wife and I, we kind of talked about it and she's going to jump in in a minute. Um, but our first season was uh, was a was a pretty normal standard season. Yeah, it was good. Would you say it was good? Mm -hmm. Yeah, our first season it was just me and her. We we got we got married. Uh, we um, you know we did, we didn't have any kids. We it was just us. We were we were uh, you know living life and um, um, just trying to figure things out. What I did learn in that first season, especially around two thousand nine two thousand twelve, uh, was that um, we somebody earlier, one of the presenters earlier, talked about the the danger, and I think it was the previous presenter. We were on that. If I'm be honest, sis, I appreciate a transparent uh, uh, presenter and therapist. I think we fell on the spectrum of there was nothing wrong per se, but I was so busy with school. She was so busy trying to be the CMS teacher of the year. And uh, <laughs> in reality, uh, one of the things that we were not doing was uh, adjusting well uh, to one another. Both of us was hustling. We didn't have kids. We was grinding. We was going to be the greatest at what we were doing. And we weren't um, adjust. I don't think we were. Uh, we never we didn't really argue. I don't, I don't think we had any arguments in that first season. And, uh, you know, it was really because we, while we had good times, I mean, most of our time was spent just uh, on our grind. And when I look back on that now, I was like, man, we were we were we we didn't start off right. We, I, I think we you know, I, I think we should have really been spending more time uh, trying to, you know, 
learn one another. I should have been spending more time trying to see where my wife's headspace was as she was a teacher, as she was a literacy coach, as she was growing in her career. And uh, I think she sometimes did a good job of trying to see where I was. But uh, many times I just be focused on my hustle. Fellas, y'all can y'all can relate when you're grinding. You just focused on your hustle. You focus on your grind. And if you're not careful, you're not you're not in tune with your uh, uh, wife. So first season was not too bad. Anything you want to say about the first season? No, it wasn't bad at all. Um, I can just recall. For one, I was single for a very long time. Yeah, my wife, um, she's a cougar, by the way. Yeah, you know, she got a young tenderoni in me, you know, but uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, so being single for a long time and then adjusting to that married life, um, a good um, transition, but there were times like I would go out to the mall or whatever and then just be like, wait a minute, it's, it's pretty dark outside. It's getting late. I need to get home, you know, whatever, because I got a husband at the house, you know, and things like that. So, I mean, if I had to adjust, that was probably, you know, just some of the things that I needed to adjust to. Yeah, stop buying them little tiny size milk as if you were still living by yourself. Anyway, all right, so we go on. (laughs) We go go on to the next one. But then, you know, in in the second season of our life, season two, I really believe that we saw challenges uh, like we'd never seen before. Um, at first I was like, this marriage is work thing. I don't know what people are talking about. Uh, but 2012, 2016, we saw extraordinarily, extraordinary challenges, uh, in our careers, personally, everything. And, uh, and that certainly took some adjustments. Uh, some of those challenges, uh, I had, um, you know, graduated from uh, law school and I was looking to transition in career. Um, and obviously I think I, you know, ministry wise, I gotten ordained in 2013 and, I'm like, okay, Lord, uh, what's next? You, I'm, I'm, what's next in ministry? What's next in my career? Uh, and then, more importantly, you know, my wife really, her heart's desire for us to have a family uh, was really, um, was really, you know, like like never before. And so, actually, what I did was I delayed, you know, taking the bar exam because we wanted to focus on having a family. And it's it's funny, you know, raw and real. It's one of them things, y'all. Y'all know how it is. Back in the day when we was all in the streets, because we ain't in the streets no more, right? We all say we love the Lord. We don't do them things no no, more. more. Well, back in the day, look, you go to the spot. You know, everybody got the spot, you know. Uh, But you go to the club or something. All you got to do is look at a female long enough and and his baby's everywhere. But listen, you try to live for the Lord, do it the right way and all that stuff. And next thing you know, uh, you go through some challenges. And and we look at it lightly. But when I tell you uh, that, that, uh, when I tell you that, when we, we we set out to have a family and my wife, who was a, who was a school teacher by trade, um, we found out she was pregnant. We excited. But I remember that day from the school when she called me, she said she wasn't feeling well and she had, a, um, you know, a miscarriage. Uh, that was a game changer. And I will say uh, while we, we got up from that um, right, right after that, um, I think I took the first the bar exam and I missed it by a few points. I'm talking about a few points. I think it was seven points or something like that. Um, and so then also in that season, um, we, we tried again, um, as it relates to having a baby and, um, and, my, and it didn't work out. So now my wife got to that point, you know, and we don't have time to share the testimony. We're going to honor time because we want y'all to invite us back. But I will certainly say, you know, um, she got to that point that, you know, she didn't want no helpful hints. She didn't want no devotionals. She didn't want no nothing. Right. She was just like, how can a person, you know, who, you know, loves God, try to do what you, God has said. How would he allow us to be in this situation? We don't have kids and these two miscarriages. And that's where I'm talking about the adjustment. I asked my and, wife earlier. How did, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, too, at the same time, with you trying to pass the bar exam, mm-hmm. 
even though I'm not the one or was the one that was doing the studying, I was still, you know, right there in there with you. So I probably carried a lot of that. Um, what you were going through also just trying to pass that bar exam. So I didn't know I mean, that. We, you just telling well, me just I mean, in front of the people. I mean, that might be. <laughs> <laughs> Is it my fault now? Jeez. Oh, yo, it's what some counselors over here. We're going to see one. But yeah, no, seriously though, but that was so look, so that so look, we had the we had the two failed pregnancies. We had the uh so I missed the bar exam by seven points. Then I missed the bar exam by three points. And at this point, people start to say stuff that y'all know how church folk do. Well, maybe that ain't what the Lord got for you. Maybe being a lawyer ain't what the, what the, what what God got for you. Maybe not having kids is what you know God got for you. Y'all know how we do. And the adjustment I think for me was I'm not sure I could have did a. I just feel like um, when I look back on it, I was there for my wife, but I don't really think I really understood the season she was in, like you know de- depression, right? So, uh, or, or you know, or just even lost hope in in faith. I, I really wish I had adjusted more realizing that this should have been a full alert timeout. My wife is going through something because here it was the one thing she was hoping for her whole life. It didn't happen. Uh, and we should have made, I should, I wish I could have. You, you, you did. I just feel like what I, based on what I know now, I should have adjusted more. I mean, I try to do, but I feel like I could have adjusted more to the season that she was in. So anyway, for the sake of time, uh, you know, uh, we went through 2012, 2016, uh, but God was faithful. We continue to trust the Lord. Uh, we were blessed. And uh, I'll show you as we sh- transition into uh, season three, uh, season three in our life. The Lord did a new thing. For those of you all that know us, uh, when God shows up, he shows out. Look at that. Uh, for, for all of the failed uh, pregnancies, uh, we look at what God did. Eh? We got two and, and, and then one. So or as we like to say in the church, one for the father, one for the son and one for the Holy Ghost. Amen. So God has blessed us in an amazing way. Uh, he's doing new things in this season. Uh, my wife has, uh, after 20 something years in the school system, came out early to to uh, teach uh, to, to 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 homeschool our kids. And that's a great thing. Uh, now I've been I was an executive pastor. I was um, you know doing that type of work. But now to actually be pastoring uh, on, on church, God, uh, you know, God is doing a new thing. And there's adjustments that need to be made. You know, I've never been, you know, you know, a pastor of a location before. My wife's never been in her position before. We never parented tri- triplets before. All this stuff going on. The biggest thing that I'm worried about now is when 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 do we have time, right? And we laid out fruit snacks and, and chocolate chip cookies and apple juice boxes on the table. Like, look, get daddy and mama 10 minutes, please. If y'all give us 10 minutes and it's working right now. So I'm going to stop talking because I'm out of time. But the last one is this, simply this. We are excited about what's next. We, uh, we are we, a whole lot of awesomeness. But what we have learned, the one thing is, as we adjust to the season, uh, whatever is next, uh, we are prepared to make those adjustments. Uh, and we know that we got to be in tune with one another and be intentional about it. So listen, this is hey, this is five star. Shout out to the, that, that spoken word. Shout out to that uh, to that mm-hmm. therapist. And I uh, love you all. Shout out to St. Paul. Uh, I tell you, if they, if they get rid of me at Ebenezer. Uh, St. Paul, y'all gonna be my church. If y'all just let me sit in the back for the first two years, though, I don't even gotta read those scripture. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all great. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing, and I uh, love y'all. We 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 appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, we definitely uh, definitely understand uh, the different seasons that you go through. 
in life. And we definitely understand laying out those fruit snacks. We got our son in the back right now. And uh, I'm telling you, he done walked around here three times with three different book bags on. And uh, I don't know where, I think he got a wrench or something. In his head. I don't oh, know man. what's going on back there, brother, but I don't know what season we might be in a season of fix it. I don't know what's going on. We definitely, we definitely understand going through the, uh, the seasons in life. And, uh, you know, to give that testimony that you all gave, is very powerful uh, because there's a lot of people, um, my wife and myself, we had some challenges as it came down to um, 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 having a, a child. And so, um, you know, now that we have that one, uh, we do appreciate it. I don't know about them three. I'll let y'all keep them three. We'll just, keep, we'll just roll with the father. I'll let y'all keep them three. But certainly thank you all for everything that you've done. You did a great job. All right. Thank you, sir. Um, we are... Team Stevenson. I'm Mary and this is Jeffrey. We've been married for seven years, going on eight years. We have a wonderful son named Isaac and we have a, a eight-year-old dog named Mila, and they both keep us very busy. Very, very busy. Uh, one thing that we learned over the course of our marriage is the aspect of respect, um, respect and love. Um, and we, we learned very early on about respect and love. Um, whenever we were dating, actually, um, without being known to the other person, we would always call the other person to text the other person, kind of let them know like where we were at. We never discussed it. We never talked about it. But just from conversations that we learned that the other person had been hurt from some scars from past relationships and some infidelity that had taken place. And so what we what we did we would just always tell the other person where we were at. And it's funny, we never talked about it until we got married. We mentioned to the other person why we did it. And so we would laugh about it because it's like, I did it just so you would know. And, but you were doing it just to let me know. And it was really just looking out for the other person because of the amount of respect that we have. And that same respect has kind of grown uh, over time um, with each other. And, you know, it's it's gone into our relationship. It's gone into our marriage. And it just has made us um, a better couple and more trusting and respectful towards uh, one another. Um, so, yes. Um, so now the moment you've all been waiting for. In the words of salt and pepper, let's talk about sex, baby. So. Uh, our next speaker is none other than Todd Malloy, who specializes in mental and sexual wellness. He is the founder of Inner Peace Counseling, located in the Charlotte area. He has more than 18 years of faith-based counseling and a lifetime of community service work. With compassion and understanding, he joins with clients to help them build on their strengths and embrace a life worth celebrating. So whether you are an engaged or married uh, couple, whether you're engaged, whether you've been married for one year or whether you've been married for 20 years, mm -hmm. Todd Boy has something that we can all benefit from as it relates to the topic of sex. So without further ado, please welcome Mr. Todd Malloy. And we're looking forward to you, yeah. brother. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you so very much. Just one quick thing I got to say to the McNeils, go blue. They're ranked number four. I just want to say that. <laughs> University of Michigan. So I'd like to say thank you to, you know, St. Paul Baptist Church, to, you know, obviously Pastor Scott, First Lady, 
this is a, a, a wonderful forum and I, and I, and I applaud what's being done, what's being demonstrated, what's being ministered. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I talk about sex all day long and yes, I am a Christian. Uh, it, one of the things I've understood in my study biblically and in life, God doesn't have an issue with sex. He may have, a, there may be some challenge with timing, but God is open, free, and willing, and, and encourages us to explore the, merit, the many aspects of who we are as people. When I was asked to speak, I was asked to mention one thing that I thought would be important for everybody to know about sex. And in my, in my reflection, the one thing that's most important is that we all be open to grow, to teach, to learn, and to share. Why am I saying that? It's because Life is dynamic, not static. So is sex and sexuality. You know, as the Bowers spoke earlier, talked about the phases of life, the many changes, uh, whether it's conflict, whether it's new relationships, whether you're having children, whether you're having health issues, all of these things change and in, in turn, they impact your sex, uh, sex lives, it impacts your sexuality, uh, aging changes, all of those things come in, come involved to impact your, your intimacy, your sex, how you want to relate, how you want to touch, how you want to be cared for. However, throughout life, we don't always uh, think about talking about sex in, in normal, relaxed terms, no different than what we're doing now, fully clothed, we can talk about sex. Most of the time when we talk about sex or we talk about it under the cloak of taboo and 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 discomfort based on societal factors, religious factors, and varying other things, family of origin issues. It is very important that we understand that sex is complex and it really does need to be discussed like anything else. Why is that? It's because we are unique beings, not one size does not fit all. You know, it's almost like, okay, we you have pieces and parts, I have pieces and parts, and we throw them together and hope for the best. You know, we're taught to be excellent students, we're taught to be uh, excellent professionals, but nobody actually teaches us how to be intimate partners. And, and by that, but that within itself means we're throwing ourselves in the hands of other people, hoping, you know, to hit a bullseye when they don't know us and we don't know ourselves. I always challenge my clients and individuals to really spend time learning yourself, understanding who you are as an individual, your wants, your needs, your desires. By doing personal exploration, um, personal exploration is what does stimulate me? What does excite me? What are my mental interests? Because actually intimacy is neck up, not waist down. When I talk about intimacy, intimacy is not just sex. Yes, it is sex. Sex can be intimate, but sex cannot be intimate. I'm talking about the global aspect of sex in regards to creating emotional connection, because that's truly what it's about. Creating an environment where I'm willing to be uh, transparent, where I'm willing to be vulnerable, where I can feel trusting and I can feel safe. And then with that knowledge, I am able to teach my partner how to care for me and, and achieve whatever it is that I'm looking for. Also, it's very important that we're open to our partners. Why is that, uh, gentlemen? I think uh, one of the earlier uh, uh, presenters shared that you know, guys get excited about this time. Yeah, well, cool. But guys, I want to say something specifically to you. Tupac said, tell daddy how you want it. That, uh, daddy never said how he was going to give it. 
for me, that was a message to all men is to be open to hearing and not always being an expert. We may be an expert of our own knowledge, but we're not an expert with our partners. They're the expert. And for us to hit the bullseye and have the winning equation and feel like a hero, it's for us to be open to hear, open to grow, or open to share and demonstrate what we've what we've heard and what we've learned. Therefore, we're setting ourselves up to be heroes, to be victorious, and pop our collar and do all the other things that we, we like to do when we're comfortable afterwards. In that, one of the things I think is very important for all of us to understand is that we own our own orgasm. It is not the responsibility of the other person to ensure our orgasm. And understanding our bodies, understanding our wants and our desires and teaching, but we're also taking accountability for where we want to go and how we want to get there. In that intimacy and sexuality is not about a pelvic region thrust. Actually, it's about a full body experience. I think we need to slow down. So everyone is so focused on the orgasm. We're not talking about the uh, outer course as opposed to just the inner course. It's about creating an, an experience and an environment where we can thrive. That means talking, walking, sharing intimate thoughts, dreams, passions, visions, and doing this not necessarily in the throes of intimacy, but while you're taking a walk, while you are across the dinner table, while you're watching a movie and you see something that intrigues you and inspires you or motivates you in some way or fashion, and in turn, being able to share that with your partner. I think it's now it's, it's a season and a time for us to really explore who we are and walk in the boldness of our authenticity and in comfort, share with our partners what we're looking for. Why is that? Because just because we may have a wonderful equation when we first got married or we first come together, but throughout the lifespan, we're changing. Our bodies are changing. Our interests are changing. Think about this. Nobody wants spaghetti the same way all day, every day. However, are we comfortable enough with ourselves to share with our partners? Can our partners put their egos down and recognize that this information is being shared? Why are we sharing it? I'm sharing this so we can win. I'm sharing this so we can stay connected. I'm sharing this so that we can grow and thrive. Why? Because in doing so, we're able to come together, not just throwing pieces and parts together, but we can come together in, 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 with emotional connection, a physical connection, a spiritual connection, where the sum of the parts come together to create a godlike experience that is greater than the sum of the parts. You know, even science will tell you when there's emotional connection, intimacy is far better and can last longer. You don't have premature ejaculation when you make it about the experience as opposed to the mission. Mission being I'm focused on my partner having an orgasm. No, what I want to do is focus on being touched, being embraced, what it feels like, the warmth of their skin, the, the pressure that I'm being touched at, the temperature, the speed of what I'm touching. Because as my nerve endings are being stimulated, I'm feeling the resonation of that, that experience throughout the, of my body and out of take, losing thought, thought, excuse me, not focused on what's going on in my mind, but experiencing the touch of the pleasure of being with someone that I'm safe with, that I'm willing to be transparent with and that I'm willing to be vulnerable with. Sex is, is normal, ladies and gentlemen, normal as in, um, normal as in it's a part of who we are as a being. We are, sexual beings. 
Bible is very clear to be fruitful and multiply. Uh, the Songs of Solomon highly talk about intimacy and sex in varying ways. It is time for us to be those students such that we can have the out-of-body God-like experience that we all, all look for, but it also enhances the quality of our life, the quality of our union that can last a lifetime. So keep exploration and wonder in your lives. And again, enjoy life. It is to be celebrated. Thank you. And I believe we are just about my 10 minutes. So obviously, if there are any questions, things of that nature, please feel free. Ah, thank you. Oh, that was awesome. We thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely took some, we definitely took some notes and got some nuggets from <laughs> Uh Hi, my name's Jerica. I'm Andre and we're team. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Do you do you have any questions for me, I guess, at this point? Or? Oh, no, but let me tell you one thing that we definitely got yeah. from you is that our, our one thing is that we always come up with the at the beginning of the year with a word. And you said boldness, um, which happens to be our word this year. Mm -hmm. um, the boldness of the opportunity to share who you are right in that moment. And that's a that's a really good nugget, especially when you're talking about sex. Especially, especially. And listening to your information is how we ended up in this family situation that we are in currently. Yeah. Excellent. Congratulations. Hey, formulate so, changes, so be careful. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know it. We appreciate it. Thank you for your time, you. sir. That was powerful what you brought to us. So just giving a little more information about Team Graves. We've been together for uh, 13 years and been married going on eight now. Uh, we have our oldest is our angel child, Thad. I also have Tegan, and now we have our youngest baby boy on the way once again. So we just wanted to let you all know who we are and how much that St. Paul has really taken to us. We really love this marriage ministry. They have been a part of our journey since we've been here in Charlotte. Um, and anything else you want, you want to bring into it? Um, yeah, so we'd like to introduce our dynamic uh, duo that leads us spiritually um, that leads St. Paul and the St. Paul family um, that we look up to and that we love because we have a an awesome and dynamic, uh, God-fearing uh, pastor, doc, Dr. Robert, <laughs> Robert Scott, I apologize, and a praying first lady um, in Lady Pierce Scott. This has been an incredible first time since COVID that we've seen y'all yeah. so happy. Yeah. I know. Hi. Congratulations. Congratulations on your quarantine, baby. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, we like the colors. We didn't even plan that. Yeah. I, I, I am I am so happy for you all. Yes. And and you all deserve a happiness. Before I'm gonna let Pierre um do her thing, but before we do that, I want to give first of all just a major shout out to uh Quincy and, and Christy to uh, Asia and Shantae's. Oh, y'all have knocked it out the park. And for all of um, the St. Paul family that have presented and have given you one thing, it has been just absolutely inspirational. Pierre has been taking goo gobs of notes. Okay. And uh, I want to thank you all for that. And these presenters are um, life invigorating. 
So thank you to uh, Brother Todd Malloy, to uh, I believe Sister Patrice Bush, and to the Bowers. Thank you all so very, very much for all that you have poured into us. You're going to be hearing from me uh, real soon um, in a formal thanks, but I want to just give you all a major shout out for how you have blessed our marriage ministry. Um, When I came to St. Paul, we kind of made some shifts as far as the marriage ministry is concerned. And Wanda and Reggie Woods, of course, laid it out. It was originally called Flame. And then we, uh, we had conversation. They wanted to take it to another level. And they in themselves wanted to see some new leadership come up and, of course, has provided guidance as far as that's concerned. So I want to thank Reggie and Wanda Woods for um, their willingness to see this thing continue to grow and to continue to be all that God will have for it to be. So this has been just an absolute incredible evening. Yes. Um, as you all can tell, Deb has been kind of posting the Duke Carolina score <laughs> <laughs> across the timeline. Uh, but um, uh, I am so glad that we were a, a part of this. And I'm going to let Pierre share uh, what has been gleaned as uh, closing remarks and our one thing. But again, to the leadership of the marriage ministry, y'all are so five star. God, y'all, y'all, y'all get it. So, so thank you all so very much, and I appreciate you all. Love you all dearly. We're yes. Well, one thing I did want to say is that we have um, we have been married fourteen years. It'll be fifteen in um, in May, and we, for those who may not know, we have one daughter, uh, Cheris, who is eleven, going and- on twenty two. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we just going to leave that right there. And um, but we're just so excited. And and I echo everything that Pastor has said in terms of just the uh, five star nature of tonight and everything that has been shared. And he's right. I have been uh, taking notes and just a couple of things that I wanted to share. Um, he and I talked at length about what our our one thing was. And we came to a mutual decision. And, and basically, um, our one thing is that love is a choice. Um, you know, people say, oh, I fell in love and like they tripped and fell over the sidewalk or that they, you know, uh, stumbled or, or something like that and, and make it seem like it's something that happens to you. Um, but, but we think of love as a verb, um, as an action word and something that, um, that you have to choose, um, every day, every day of your, of your merit life. And so, one of the things before we got married, um, we both had been married before. And so when we decided that we were going to get married, we said divorce is not an option. So we just took that off of the table right away. Um, we So we knew whatever uh, life threw at us, we were going to be in it and tackle it together. And so that that really is the way that we um, approach our marriage and the way that, um, you know, over these almost 15 years. And and I think um, in terms of um, really looking at what our um, devotion is to one another, we really try to live out our, our marriage vows and think about those on a daily basis and, and, and think about what are the standards that we set for, for our marriage in the beginning and try to continue to have that. I love with, um, with the Diaz, um, who are relatively newlyweds, um, mentioned in terms of reading poetry to one another every, every night. 
I love that. That's something that we should start doing, babe. You're going you're gonna to write a poem no, for me? I'm not that gifted. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near a, a Reverend Dia or Amanda Gorman. Well, Nowhere but near. You know what? It, it, it yeah. doesn't have to be original. It can be something Roses that are red. Uh, Violets okay, are blue. All right. I love mind. you. Boo, boo, boo. Uh, okay, we're going to work on yes, that. Yes. But it's really about knowing your spouse, knowing knowing their strengths, their um, their weaknesses and being able to um, to to move into whatever that that collective um, strength is that the two of you bring to one another and realizing that whatever, you know, your uh, spouse's weaknesses is, hopefully that's some, that's a place where you are stronger and that's what makes the two of you work better together. So, um, that that's that's really all that I wanted to share in terms of our one, our one thing was really that love is a choice it is something that um, you choose, and it's something that you that you need to choose on a daily basis. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. And and you know, I heard uh, Brother Wood say that that marriage is is hard, and and I, I want I want to, if I could, just recodify how how we describe marriage at times, because I ain't trying to do stuff hard. Uh, <laughs> marriage is work. Let me let me say that again. Marriage is work. It doesn't yeah. have to be grueling and it doesn't have to be, you know, this like, Ugh, but it is work. It is work. And it requires, it requires several things. And and I say this and, and we'll close out. It requires much grace, much mercy, mm-hmm. and a lot of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can dare say that in 15 years of, of well, almost 15 years of us being married, uh, Pierre has had to demonstrate grace, mercy, and forgiveness to me way more often then I had to show her. Um, and so, you know, uh, that's what it requires. And so, um, and, and the other thing that we try to do is I'll serve each other and I'll bless each other. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, again, this has been a great night. Thank you all for uh, letting us share. And again, to the leadership, uh, I just so appreciate you all. And so uh, thankful um, for this God inspired event. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful evening. Oh my awesome. gosh. Team Lee, how y'all feel over there, Team Lee? Hey, it was absolutely awesome, man. We toasting up apple cider. We toasting yes. up. It's lemonade, Pat. It's, it's lemonade. lemonade. It's lemonade. Um, to, just to Pastor and First Lady, thank you for your support. We, we, we extremely value the support mm-hmm. of of Pastor and First Lady. Um, Pastor is committed to um, educating couples, committed yeah. to marriage, and um, and, we, and we just value that. We, we value being a part of a church where the, the leadership Absolutely. Um, is so in tune with, um, with marriage and mm-hmm. have this, has a strong commitment mm-hmm. to, um, to help to sustain uh, yeah. the foundation of marriage. Right. So, thank yes, you. Um, thank you for that, Pastor and First Lady. And it has just been a wonderful evening. Yeah. It has been a yeah. wonderful evening, Team Lee. I know you agree. Um, I'm sitting here. I know Sean has a few pointers, but I want to say, hey, what I'm taking away is sometimes one thing can change everything. Yeah. Sometimes one thing can change everything. So whatever that one thing is that you took away tonight, um, just remember that um, it, it just takes that one thing one sometimes. Thing. Yes. And so what what'd you take away? My gosh. I mean, you know, like, like it was just mentioned, I, 
I, I was writing notes and jot and I scribbled all over my paper here. Listen, one thing that I want to say is just this. Marriage either gets better or worse. It doesn't stay the same. Mm. So what I pray and hope is that everyone here tonight that's been tuning in, that you take something away and that you apply it to your relationship with your spouse and you move forward, get better every single day. Marriage does not stay stagnant. It gets better or it gets worse. That's my little tidbit for tonight. Oh, that's awesome. 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 I know we're we're gonna um we're gonna go ahead and end our night. It's been such a great night, but I do want to say um yeah, just just while we're here, um winning wives, that's all of you here who are wives, you are winning because we that's what we do. Um we have a book study starting tomorrow. Are you really his good thing? Um, and so a part of our mission statement is to connect, lift, and inspire through study, right? And so tomorrow, before the Super Bowl, before the Super Bowl, uh, away, <laughs> five o'clock, are you really his good thing? And so um, the go-to meeting link is within our Facebook group. Please join us. All are welcome, all winning wives, and that is you. <laughs> um, so please join us um, for the first session of this book study. Hope to see you there. Yeah. Anything else? Team Lee, right. Thanks again, everybody, um, for coming out. It's been a great night. We're kind of going to close out. Remember, in those boxes, for those that got them, there's a little bit of uh, some of the items that you can use after. Um, so thanks again. We're going to have some massage uh, lotions and some, some, you know, some bubbly. Uh, so some, definitely some rose petals. Some rose petals. So definitely enjoy the time with your, with your, with your spouse after this. And for those that are watching the game, it's at 88 to 87. Ooh, it's close. Add on, it's 17 seconds left. Okay. Go UNC. So let's wrap it up so I can check out these last okay, uh, okay. 14 seconds. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. On that note. Good night. On that, on that note. Note. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, good night. Good night. We love y'all. Thank you so much. <laughs>